We're definitely live. Oh, we're live. Live as can <laughs> be. Li- alive, alive, oh. Alive, alive, oh. Good evening, folks, and you're very welcome to Turalura. Hello everybody and welcome to Tura Lura, the podcast Woo. where myself, Christian Duxted, and my good friend Josh O'Loughlin over there in Ennis County Clare, we're talking about folk songs and and every single fantastic aspect of those gems of musical history and culture that we <laughs> love so much. I'm I'm just rambling, Josh. You are, you are. But this but is, a, in fact, a podcast for all of those lovers of folk music and folk songs and all those good things. We are here to cater to the nerds in all of you. Yeah. Hello. 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 I just realized that we're not going out live on the other pages for some reason, but I'm not going to question it now because we're we're live. So let's just keep it going. Yeah. Keep it rolling. Hello, everybody. Hello to people because no one else can see us because we're not on our other pages. Well, it How is what it is. Let's let's um, let's just um. I'm wondering why. Did you just find find out by by going in and checking? Yeah, hmm. pretty much. Strange, strange. Well, is it is it to the level where you want to try to do something about it, or is it? I mean, I don't really mind. I'd, I'm just noticing that we're not on my music page or your music page or any of that. But you could, of course, we could, of course, go in and and actually share the stream now mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. Now that we are live. Well, would uh, you like to do a bit of a chat there? And I'll just do a little bit of fiddling. If yeah, you want. go on, go on, go on. Christian, tell us what the story is. Why are we live? What's the crack? Well, <clears throat> we've just realized that going live is a good option that every time we have um, not too much time to just actually do a recording and as well as that it gives us a bit of a a vibe to to meet all of the two people um <laughs> or many maybe four now. there are more four people oh that goodness. actually well. check in and we can have a bit of a chat as well but we're going to the so a couple of the other lives or the the last couple of lives we've had uh, turned into more of a chat with the audience and of course we'll we'll read the comments and we'll do that but this is more of a um a standard uh, re- recording actually we're we're just gonna record the episode as if we we weren't live and just give you a sneak peek uh, into how how we do it and if you can hear a bit of tiptoeing around on on my end that's that's the dog running around i'm still if you if you're a follower of Turalura, you you might remember our episode working on a building and that is as mm-hmm. f- matter of fact still the situation that I'm in, there's there's a good bit of working on on building here still, and we only have the one room where everything needs to happen, uh, including uh, making dinner and recording podcasts. So it's not easy. It's not easy. Tough easy, uh, but it is going very slow. So <laughs> I'm coming to the end of my little bit of technical work here, Christian. 
Fantastic. So thanks for, thanks for keeping them busy. No worries at all. Have have you watched any Olympics, Josh? Olympics. Do you know what? I was following the rowing and I was following some of the boxing and some of the running and I actually got really into the triple jump, the women's triple jump the other day for some reason. There was I can't remember where she was from, but this woman set an Olympic record and I never saw anything like it. Like she jumped something like sixteen feet. It was ridiculous. Whoa. It was intense. intense. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, I wasn't sure what the triple jump was until it actually started. And then because I wasn't sure was it like there's so many different types of jump, but it was yeah. just it was literally a triple you jump three times and the third one is your longest. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Yeah. So Are you, you following you were you were following the old uh, handball today, weren't you? Yeah, I I was Norway's especially the women's team um is known for being very very good and uh, have won many olympic medals many golds and silvers and, and bronzes through the ages and we were in the semis today but sadly lost by one goal i think it was 27 26 uh to to the russian olympic committee as they're called because i don't think they're allowed to to compete as Russia because mm-hmm. of the, the yeah someone doping. mentioned that like Russia weren't actually allowed to compete but then there are Russians competing so yeah under the name of ROC. like human beings will with anything we always find ways to flout the rules it is what it is yeah no so so we're out of that sadly um and we uh, but we're still in the loop for um we're playing the men's sand volleyball final uh tomorrow morning and uh we have one well Kirsten actually now that i think of it you guys female volleyball team made the news last week oh yeah because they don't want to mm-hmm. t- to be told that they have to wear fucking bikinis yeah basically but i saw some other teams also started wearing like unitards in solidarity with them yeah no that that was um that was a whole thing yeah Uh, and uh yeah i can't say and it's a pretty archaic rule like it's it's completely uh absurd uh come on guys get with the 21st century yeah I mean, and, come on. <laughs> I mean, like it's probably if if you all of all of this stuff, like it's probably not one really dirty old guy sitting deciding that no, they have to wear bikinis. You you yeah. need to follow the money, and and there is there are probably uh, ad deals here that that are it's stip- stipulated in some contract that uh, it's based on these and these rules and maybe they have numbers saying that actually like a, a tiny percentage more of people actually watch the sand volleyball if they're <laughs> wearing bikinis but it's yeah absolutely fucking absurd and i mm-hmm. cannot believe that they had the nerve to actually find them and then go out and say, okay, so the money that we find you for not playing in bikinis uh, <laughs> as sort of um, to show that we're not uh, in all bad, we're going to give that money to a charity that fights for equality, <laughs> a feminist charity, which is, again, like... This w- is, yeah, it's yeah. very counterproductive if you ask me. It's a bit of a weird one. 
But and like that's yeah. typical Norway of being constantly progressive Christian. You're one <laughs> up on the rest of the world always. You're one step ahead of us by. Ah, oh, it is what it is. We have a few people on. Peggy and John Harty are out there saying hello. Hi well, Peggy hello, and John. Hello. Raymond Smith says good evening. Mick Martin says hop. <laughs> hop, hop Mick. Hop be Jesus lads. I, I love to see a Norwegian wearing a Clare jersey be guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm wearing vintage banner gear today. <laughs> vintage from order reminds me of from, my childhood yeah order from what year is that one is it 2003 uh 2000 yeah three or four something like that it's it's from a vintage uh sports jersey shop in poland actually <laughs> nice <laughs> so um, interesting that you get your from, jerseys from poland but yeah, yeah from the ebay are you sure it's legit Yes, I am. I have checked with the account on Instagram called Vintage GAA. Before I bought it, I sent him the the because he he posted um, a video on fake GAA jerseys um, a while back, and uh, I talked to him about the the eBay ad before I bought it actually, and he was like, "No, there are very very few older GAA jerseys um, that are faked." Uh, yeah. going around there it's more of a recent thing so so the last few years um you would you would be able to find like the new um the new jerseys fake but but not the older stuff really yeah. as long as it's drowned in the sweat of a hundred clear hurlers <laughs> you're doing well exactly. <laughs> the poor old yeah. clear hurlers got knocked out last week yeah i know tough times oh. well I'm getting Christian. Well, Christian's getting himself into the hurling, and I'm just helping him along the way. Yeah. What you reckon, Christian? Who do you fancy? Who's gonna mm-hmm. win the All Ireland? <sighs> well, from the perspective of a an out outer limits man looking in. Well, like I don't have the history watching t- watching the f- finals all through the years, so it's a bit hard for me to say. But but. Like judging from what I've seen, I, I I guess you're right in what you've been saying to me that we're we're probably gonna have a Limerick Kilkenny final. It's it's the most likely scenario the way I see it. But but I've never like I know that Kilkenny is historically the most winning county. Um and uh but I also know that what what you've been saying that that right now Limerick would be considered maybe the best team you'll so. be getting me in trouble <laughs> depending who's out there listening uh, Limerick Limerick are a powerhouse at the moment I don't think they're going to give it up without a fight that's for sure yeah no but up the west and all that up, up the <laughs> up the west it would Kelly be is eating eating a moose kebab while listening in <laughs> and Sarah Louise Lockyer out there in Wales is saying 2004 how vintage <laughs> <laughs> yeah no You're it's making hard us all to feel old hard to find the older stuff though so <laughs> so we're, we're gonna have to live with that 2004 how old were we in 2004 josh i was a hen jag 11 11 years old so i must have yeah. been 12 but it sounds a bit in or around in or around tw- 12 years of age yeah yeah, yeah that makes fun sense. times folks fun times we're talking about a very lovely song today well, I'm looking forward to it. At least I think it's a very lovely song. I've only been exposed to this song for the last week or so, but I've been ridiculously well exposed to it over the last week. I've been yeah. hounding myself with versions of it from all over the internet. 
And I think we should probably talk a bit about that as well. But before we do, um, and before we jump into the song, uh, should we just, even though we're live right now and all the people that are actually watching know all of this stuff, but for the recording itself, should we mm-hmm. just uh, do a little bit of housekeeping? Christian, the mic is yours. Thank Take you very much. Like we said, we are Tura Lura, a podcast talking all about folk music. And if you like what you hear, we would highly appreciate if you went into all of our social media and uh, clicked that like button. We have the Instagram. Our handle is at Tura Lura Podcast. We have the Facebook, which um, we're, we're, we're live right now. Um, uh, and you can find us there. Just search for Tura Lura and click the one that is us and not the other one which mm-hmm. is a children's clothes brand or you could just type fb.com slash tour podcast straight into the browser as well and we have an email address and it is tour podcast at gmail.com tour is spelled with two o's in tour and two o's in lura it's and you can is. send us in emails you can send us in voice messages recorded on your phone you can uh slag us you can uh, say that we're great you can give us suggestions for songs to cover for guests to have you can suggest yourself you can give us additional information or correct us if we're wrong in anything we're saying and we also still want those reviews Uh, so if you're using um, a podcast player that allows you to either hit any type of stars or write any type of review then we would very much appreciate if you did that and i think that's about it take a deep breath i can (sighs) breathe now and if you feel the need folks you can check out bing crosby's lovely version of the song tura laura on your way over to tura laura you'll always (laughs) come across that too on youtube that is in fact the song where we got the name and the idea but yeah, Bing Crosby. La da 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 da. But anyway, we're taking you on a little trip up north today. All to the way the north up to of the country. Belfirste. Belfirste. <laughs> Josh. Um, yes, sir. You. We're gonna get into this, but you sent me this song, um, and you were by the sounds of it you were completely floored by its beauty and you (laughs) sent me the song and you said you wanted to do it this was a few days ago uh, and I had barely had the time to answer you before I went into Facebook and I saw that you had uploaded your very own version of the song so could we (laughs) not to just to get in the mood as if we haven't planned this already uh, Josh would you please play us that lovely version that you recorded i'd be delighted thank you absolutely if i can find it (laughs) (laughs) this is all gonna be Uh, edited out the beauty of live streaming (sighs) you can't can't edit out the mistakes here we go
was on the banks of Claudie They heard a maid complain Laid forth her lamentation Down by yon verdant stream Saying here I am Confided by The constant bonds of love all for a bonny sailor man that did in constant proof and oh you Belfast mountains can you give me no relief have you got no tongue to flatter with nor ease me of my grief have you got no tongue to flatter with nor ease for me my pain well it's hard to love an old sweetheart and ne'er be loved again great ships are built to sail the sea across the ocean wide safely bring friends and family back to the other side with the sun the moon the stars conspire combine that fateful day now I am left mountains can you give me no relief have you got no tongue to flatter with nor ease me of my grief have you got no tongue to flatter with nor ease for me my pain it's hard to love the very ground you walk 
upon The grass refused to grow As you're the whole occasion of My sad grief and woe Know you Belfast mountains Can you grant me no release Got no tongue to flatter with nor ease me of my grief Have you got no tongue to flatter with Nor ease for me my pain For it's hard to love an old sweetheart And ne'er be loved again Oh, it's hard to love All the people watching are applauding. I'm I'm pretty sure. Eleven eleven people just imagine Josh, eleven people scattered <laughs> around the world. They're they're sitting there now, tears streaming down their face. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. And you know <laughs> I am a huge sucker for I I just have to say, um uh a sucker for ending on and what's that the the fi- the, the, the four the is it four, four yeah it's the, the four fourth. yeah yeah oh instead of going back to the tonica oh i love it i love it we <laughs> we had long conversations about that recording the album yeah whether absolutely. whether and that song them. actually ends every verse on the four yeah. like that's oh. how that's the melody that's how the melody goes oh and and but, that's uh, yeah way to to build up the tension as well like i mm-hmm. love but i love the version um and Thank you. Uh, for me this is gonna i mean we talked a bit about this last week when we talked about caledonia how you said that my version was the first version you ever heard mm-hmm. um you sent me a version and i went in and i listened to it for like maybe a verse or so but the first version that i heard uh in its entirety was this version when you <laughs> uploaded it i wouldn't like, even go so far as to call it a version as of yet well <laughs> like i spent hours listening to alan burke's version and what's the word fawning over it for about three days and listening yeah. to it on repeat and then i actually text my friend mick martin who's listening because i was trying to figure out what alan burke was doing on the guitar and mick was going to show me but i just couldn't wait any longer i sat down with alan's video and basically wrote down a list of all the things that he was doing and yeah. kind of worked from there to kind of put stuff together but as soon as I knew the song start to finish, I just did a video. Like, yeah. there's a hell of a lot more I can do with it and I'm hoping to be able to, but it's a gorgeous song. What I love about it, before we go, like, into the nitty gritty of it, I love the last verse because, like, all of these old sad love songs, oh, my heart is broken, your one left me, I'm all alone, everything is shite. Um, <laughs> what I love about this is at the very end, you would think usually in the old Irish songs you have, oh, 
she's she's gone to love another but I wish her well and I'll never see her again and blah 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 this one is may you never prosper may you never thrive I hope that the ground you walk upon the grass will never grow oh because I love you have caused you have caused me hurt and I hope that you never ever have anything good happen to you ever again because of that <laughs> that that is actually fantastic I I think it's very important to be honest in folk <laughs> songs and and like who hasn't felt that at some yeah. stage it reminds me uh, a bit about the old um the old folk song uh, the blacksmith uh, mm-hmm. absolutely as, as made famous by um by Andy Irvine and and uh, Planksty mm-hmm. uh, but the last verse there is um or t- a couple of times in the song he, he sh- she's saying um and uh, and may God reward you well for the slighting of me. I, I just, yeah. I, I love that as well. Like, yeah. just, just be honest. Yeah, if karma's a bitch, basically. Yeah. <laughs> In karma's more poetic terms. a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of songs like that, especially like Andy Irvine in general has a lot of songs that kind of go that route. Like, yeah. what's his other one? Um, The one he wrote, The West Coast of Clare. Um, that's what it's called, actually, isn't it? My there's a song called I know the song but I I, I mm-hmm. must say I I don't know the lyrics off by heart yeah is, it's just another one about vivid memories fading of a girl and now she's off loving another yeah <sighs> just the usual <laughs> shite <laughs> the usual shite should we um before we do a quick check of of the comments I, I see mm-hmm. uh, a few people coming in uh, and saying things but should we do a, f- a few facts as many as we have mm-hmm. on the song mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. Take it away, Josh. So this is an old, old song. And like I said, to me, well, like Christian said, your first version that you hear is going to be your definitive version. But to me, it's Alan Burke. Alan Burke all the way. A fantastic singer, guitar player who I've had the privilege of playing with several times over the years in Dublin. Great, great musician, great singer. And he sings every song with serious emotion. And I've heard this from him. And the video I heard was the one I sent to you, Christian. We'll link it below. Yeah. when we upload the show and it's um it's from 2011 in Leeds I believe and he's got a whole band behind him I believe Stevie Dunn is there on the banjo and you have a few people you have a fiddle you have a box I'll have to re-watch the video just to see what musicians are playing with him but um fantastic version and Alan in general has a lot of songs like that all the best old 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 songs that I've heard have come from Alan. The other one that you might know, Christian, that I learned from Alan's playing is You Rambling Boys of Pleasure. Oh, fantastic song. Yeah, great, great songs that all come from, well, the versions I learn are usually coming from the mouth of Alan, which is really, really great. But yeah, so basically this is an old, old, old song and the origins seem to be coming from the 1800s like there's early early versions similar songs not quite the same song from ballad sheets in 1800 onwards um this one here in particular the one that alan learned from and that i'm working from is one that was collected by lucy broadwood uh, from henry burstow in 1893 and she included in her book english traditional songs and carols um what has she said about it she said the words follow very closely those on a ballad sheet like i said from 1800 printed by w shelmerdine in manchester um there's many many old versions uh there's a popular irish superstition that cave hill near belfast contains diamonds which shine sometimes at night 
and this throws light upon similar allusions to diamonds found so frequently in Irish broadsides of a particular type. So that was the whole thing, like that the Belfast mountains are shining down on you and you oh. think that they're going to say something to you. Are they going to ease your grief? No, they're not because they don't have tongues to flatter you like the woman did. And she didn't do much flattering either because she's fecking gone. <laughs> sorry not to make it seem so poetic as poetic as it does in the song but the song speaks the words for you it tells all you need to know you know yeah, yeah it's in it's in a lot of old collections uh, English county songs um, what are the other ones there that it mentions on mainly norfolk.info come all you little streamers the journal of the folk song society and of course it is in the Petrie collection which is a very famous Irish music collection from the north um, anything to add, Christian? Sorry, I'm just kind of easing no, my way through Mudcat here, or mainly Norfolk and Mudcat. And yeah, work go, my way go on the way. Like it's it's the, the I have the same pages up, but mm-hmm. but you quite obviously um, has uh, more knowledge about the song than I do. Uh, but I'm really interested if if that is the general gist of it. I I would just like to hear um, a bit like Alan Burke. Where where have you? gigged with him around Dublin or is it session um Alan does a little bit of everything like Alan is used to playing festivals he plays a lot of festivals we should try and get him on here actually it'd be great to get Alan on yeah um yeah Alan plays a lot of festivals around the UK and is based a lot of the time in the UK and he plays with the big kahunas like but I've been lucky enough to get tunes with Alan in sessions and in gigs around Dublin and Temple Bar and I think the last time I played with him we might have played upstairs in the Hapney Bridge Inn yeah, and they're just great gigs. Like what I love about Alan is when Alan sings, every song sounds like it's his last. Oh. If you know what I mean, like he can sing "Whiskey in the Jar" and just make it the most emotional song you've ever heard in your life, <laughs> which is incredible. I'm I'm always so impressed. Yeah. Like I when I gigged with Alan, I sat beside him and like I was fangirling more than anything. Like more than playing the banjo, I was just listening and watching him, and it's just a. Uh, it's a different experience playing with Alan Burke. You should all check him out on YouTube. I will link his stuff below as well. Yeah. This is um not to not to 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 go away from the song, but but I find that really interesting how as much as we've we've talked uh we've slagged Temple Bar or we've we've talked a bit of shite uh and and especially when we had um, uh, Billy uh, Tracy on, we talked about his song "Temple Bar" and how true all of that stuff is. But, but it's really interesting how how so many great uh, musicians that do, like you said, is, is playing festivals, traveling around. But he's also just popping up in in the upstairs in the Hapen Bridge Inn, <laughs> and like you can. All of us, like it's it's like you can you can all of a sudden sudden stumble across mm-hmm. like the likes of, of Chris Drever. That yeah. it's it's really amazing. W- yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Like you could be playing, like you could be playing or gigging or just listening or drinking around Temple Bar, and suddenly one of the big names in folk music might just be playing a random gig in a bar yeah the next day he might be playing in the fucking Albert Hall <laughs> yeah know? it's interesting yeah, it, it's it's exactly that is it? I mean you you can say what you want about how touristy it is because mm-hmm. it obviously is but 
but there's something about having um like that amount of pubs having music seven days a week i don't know how many hours like tw- 12 hours a day seven yeah. days a week well at least before the whole uh-uh thing happened um and then you have you have facebook groups and you have people that know people that know people and someone is always sick or away or have to travel and they need people to cover their gigs and it's like if if you're in the vicinity of temple bar and you don't have regular gigs there but you want to play a gig and you know the right people you you might just ending up having having an offer for for playing a gig yeah. uh this like in an hour and if you're there and you have your instrument like that could be the likes of i don't know like chris Drever or darry farrell or, or billy tracy or like whoever can just stumble in and end up doing that one off and you're really lucky if you if you're there then like mm-hmm. even i have have been on vacation like on holiday in dublin uh with tea uh and uh you text me uh asking if i'm up that w- wasn't in temple bar it was uh maybe a stone's throw away from, from yeah it, that was in uh uh oh, what was the bar um was it brogan's no i can't <sighs> think of it now it's it's on dame street anyway it's across yeah. from the across from dublin castle yeah yeah and i had no intentions of of playing music um in public when i was there i i was there for two days three <laughs> days and and then you rock up and and you text me and um and ask if if you bring a guitar will i be able to do a two-hour gig tonight <laughs> and and that's um it's it's really great that there is like regardless of what you think of the industry it's great to see like it's very alive yeah it's all a, the time it's a living breathing thing for sure like you yeah. never really know who's going to be there playing music when you show up yeah which for the agents is probably a terrible thing because they don't know who's showing up for their gigs but <laughs> we won't get into that people covering each other left right and center but it you can hit some golden moments and you can hit some really bad ones too yeah and <laughs> and also like rocking up uh to a gig not having met the person that you're playing with ever before like yeah that's happened to me plenty of times over the years yeah you get to know people you get to form musical bonds and non-musical bonds and everything in between as well yeah. and if you no. play with someone off like i remember i was given a weekly gig and i ended up doing the gig for six years or something but um i was only about 17 18 when i started doing my first gigs and i was told to go in and meet this guy and do a two-hour gig with him and i said when do we practice and they laughed at me yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know and i was like what and they're like we'll see you at the gig (laughs) i was like okay fair enough (laughs) it's Um, just the way it goes but then i ended up doing that gig every friday and every sunday for five years like after the first year you're never going to make a mistake ever again. You know exactly what they're going to do and when they're going to do it, you know. You get yeah. that kind of relationship built up through playing music with people as well and you kind of get used to each other. Yeah, yeah. We're getting There's a lot of comments. Yeah, we are. Um, Sarah Eikhoff is saying, weird, I was never asked to cover a gig. Are my tri- triangle skills so bad? <laughs> um, yes, probably. 
<laughs> I like it. Joe O'Neill is out there. Hello, Joe. Hope things are well in Glasgow. Who else have we? John Anders. Feckin' Norwegians. Fergus Michael Patrick. I was actually going to say, Fergus, the Rapperies do a lovely version of this with Pauline Scanlon. And uh, that's one of the other versions that I came across when I was in the depths of uh, my research on the song. Well, I wouldn't even call it research. I was just a little bit unhealthily obsessed with this song for a few days. Um, I came across it really randomly, maybe a couple of weeks. Actually, that's a lie. I heard it two or three years ago on YouTube in passing. And I, I don't know why I didn't really pay much attention to it, but I just let it pass. And then, you know, the way YouTube sometimes shows you things you've watched before. Yeah, and I was like, "That's Alan Burke," so I pressed on it, and it blew my mind. And I pressed on it again, and then I pressed on it three or four more times, and then I listened to it just to see what it was like. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, no, then I ended up down a rabbit hole of a million different versions. The Rapperies have a lovely version of it, like Fergus said, and that's on Spotify. And there's a few other nice versions as well. Ben Sands, actually from Russ Trevor up in County Down, has a gorgeous version of it as well on his album and that's just guitar and singing and it's it's really really nice um who else have we the hearties are still there sarah says she's a mighty triangle player <laughs> i'm sure you are i'm sure you are i would say toot your don't toot your own horn but don't ding your own triangle um i guess Does yeah that work the same but way? like bring your triangle to, to to a gig or to a session and <laughs> absolutely just refuse not to play mm-hmm. why not I mean I I don't think they'll throw you off 100% out. yeah um, going back to the song um, there's a website there called tunearch.org on Wikipedia and it just kind of gives you all the general information like all the boring stuff that most people won't really care about but um, there's an editor compiler named there a guy by the name of Charles Villiers Stanford who compiled it for the conclusion the collection of Petrie's Irish Airs that I mentioned before from the North. Mm-hmm. So I said I'd give him a bit of a look up and Charles Villiers Stanford could have been the man that wrote it, but I think the original ballad, like we said, merges maybe from around the year 1800, whereas Sir Charles was around 1852 to 1924. So he might have maybe been the father of the more modern version, but like I said, it's a much older song. But he was a composer, music teacher and conductor of the late Romantic era, very fancy. Born to a well-off and highly musical family in Dublin, he was educated at the University of Cambridge before studying music in Leipzig and Berlin. So he was up there with the heavy hitters over there in uh, Berlin and Leipzig, by the sounds of it. Um, He was all about modernism, exemplified in the music of Brahms. Uh, among his pupils were rising composers whose fame went on to surpass his own such as Gustav Holst and Rafe Vaughan Williams that's actually really interesting remember I mentioned Gustav Holst before Christian he was the guy that composed the planets and I was telling you to listen to Mars from the planets oh yeah I never did (laughs) you probably should that's okay I won't hold it against you but why why did we talk about that um oh it was something to do with something. It was definitely relevant at the time. Yeah. It was that Gustav Holst has come up more than once in this podcast, which is really interesting considering he's a classical composer. <laughs> but yeah, he has definitely been mentioned several times. But that's Charles Villiers Stanford, ladies and gentlemen, and the collection of Petrie's Irish heirs. George Petrie was a very, very uh, significant figure in the collection and writing down that's terrible English of Irish music back in the day 
and a lot of the tunes and melodies and lyrics that still exist are still there because of George Petrie who did some he heralded some really really groundbreaking work back then himself and who else did uh, some famous collecting we had Edward Bunting the harp festival in the 1700s we had uh, Charles O'Neill who con- who collected several thousand Irish tunes that still exist today because of him there's many many old school collectors and arrangers and all that Charles Villiers Stamford seems to be one of the more modern feckers in the list because he was around in the late 19th early 20th century but um I'm interested that his name is on that actually because he seems to be very posh and classically oriented yeah so it could be another one of those things like we said before this Belfast Mountain song may have existed originally in a more upper class section of society you know the folk music brings it out in people yeah true you also talked about um, and I have tried to yeah let's see because you said something about Bula Bula Vogue Bula Vogue yeah the first time I was researching, hang on now, I'm actually going to check that now while we're on. Because somewhere on some thread that I ended up on, on the dark side of YouTube one day, not YouTube, Wikipedia, someone was suggesting that Bula Vogue was composed by the same man that composed this song. And let's just find out. Arthur Warren Dardley. Let's click on him and see what comes of it. Now, we'll save all the info about him for Bula Vogue, unless he did, in fact, write this song. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm, maybe but, not. But on the Vicky... Who, who, are, who are you looking at now? Oh, here we go, here we go. I found something. I'm looking at a man called Arthur Warren Darley. Okay. But here we go. 1861, birth of poet and songwriter Patrick McCall yeah. in Dublin. Is that what you found? I've I'm on the Boulevard um wiki page and it says it was composed by Patrick Joseph McCall in, uh, in 1898. Yeah, that sounds about right. The centenary of the rebellion because it's about yeah Father John Murphy and and the 1798. So why is fucking why is Arthur Warren Darley coming up in my Wikipedia? Maybe some yeah, someone's just throwing us off the. <laughs> thrown us off the scent but anyway yeah. Patrick McCall was the man I was looking for so yeah. just let me but but then again like if if that was 1898 and this this um, Belfast Mountains uh, is from from early 1800s yeah possibly, again a much probably. older song so that sounds highly unlikely McCall who also composed the popular ballads Kelly the boy from Killan and mm-hmm. follow me up to Carlo. Yes, true. He was a very, uh, very much about those um, nationalist songs. Yeah, which is interesting because this particular song might not really match with that style. But I, d- I see no proof that McCall wrote it. McCall has anything to do with um, Belfast um, Mountain. Where in the name of Jesus did I find that thread now? See, this is I. N- I need to start writing this stuff down. <laughs> I wonder what the comment section is saying here now. Well, Mick uh, Martin chimed in as soon as he heard the word Boulevard. You know, he's into the old Wexford stuff. How yeah. are you, Mick? 
Who else have we? Raymond Smith, PJ McCall wrote the lyrics for Bula Vogue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Paddy Patrick, you can't hide from us. Ah, <laughs> Billy's on as well. Billy Tracy's there. How are you, Billy? They're having a few conversations amongst themselves there now too. As you do, <laughs> as as we talked about last week. Yeah. We're we're very happy that you're talking amongst yourselves. Yeah. We're just rambling anyway. Exactly. We're talking amongst ourselves, so you may as well do the same. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely to see the hearties there, um, as well since uh, since John sent us that email. Yeah, it's great to ago. have that, John. Thanks a million for that. Yeah, great to have you on board. Yeah. Um, will will we go down a mudcat hole, Christian? Will yes. We keep it going. Yeah, go on. So what have we? Um, there's definitely a mudcat thread here about Belfast Mountains. Someone heard it twenty years ago in a folk club. Um, someone wrote of course I came across the PJ McCall song Henry Joy McCracken but this version found is closest to what I recall although the tune is quite different so this Henry Joy McCracken song is it a similar song I wonder okay maybe we're getting somewhere Henry Joy McCracken and his times by Fred Heatley the authorship of this and actually we are getting somewhere because this sorry for cutting over you there but this is actually coinciding with what we found earlier on um, yeah um, in the Norfolk because it still says to quote the site these words are from a broadside printed circa 1800 by W. Shelmerdine Manchester so we are on the right path so to speak folks we usually do this uh, we do this little bit of research beforehand usually but sure we said we'd let you see the process and just go over it today <laughs> <laughs> but where where are you on th- uh, the thread now um i was at the very top of the thread it's not a very okay. long th- oh, oh yeah at the very top yeah just before the lyrics okay 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 because uh, i'm i'm a bit further down and mm-hmm. it says here um, the authorship of this ballad has been attributed to Dr. William Drennan and P.J. McCall. The central character uh, is obviously Mary Bodle, although I have no knowledge of her ever having returned to Ireland after her emigration this to America. This is Henry this is Joy McCracken. Yeah. yeah, and Henry Joy McCracken starts off the first verse is "Twas." On the Belfast mountains I heard a maid complain and she vexed the sweet June evening there with her heartbroken strain. Mm -hmm. What's what's the original? What what are lyrics for? Oh, by the banks of Clody, I heard a maid complain, laid forth her lamentation uh, on Verdant Stream. Okay, okay. So to me, it sounds like um, uh, if... PJ McCall lived in the latter part of of the eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Like he he must have if he if he published Bull of Oak in eighteen ninety eight. Yeah, it might not be impossible that Henry Joy McCracken uh, is built on an already existing mm-hmm. song. That being said, the early the earlier published versions of Belfast Mountains is also eighteen ninety three from uh, Lucy Broadwood, so it's an interesting crossover there. Mick Martin says Clody is Bun Clody in Wexford. Congratulations! Interesting down by Fantastic. the banks of Clody. That is. So why is he singing about the Belfast Mountains? Can you, can you see the Belfast Mountains from Clody in Wexford, Mick? 
Maybe he, I, I highly doubt it, but maybe he can. But from what I, I know, Claudy, there's a Claudie in Derry as well. I just googled it. Okay. Claudie is a village in Townland in County London Derry, according to Wikipedia. County <sighs> Derry, lads. Six silent letters at the start. Wikipedia needs Co- to get <laughs> County get Derry, Northern Ireland. together when it comes to. <laughs> oh, I love it. I don't, but I do. <laughs> But yeah, so I I would assume they're talking about Claudia and Derry, but they might be talking about Claudia and Wexford, or maybe maybe PJ in his version is talking about Claudia, and maybe the other lads are talking about Claudia. Who knows? Who Everyone, knows? Everyone's gonna change a song to suit themselves the way these things are going. I've noticed that myself, Christian. Yes. You have a song called "The Banner Girl," don't you? <laughs> yeah it's true it's true when I uh, well I'm technically not allowed to do that but uh, <laughs> since it's uh, Galway Girl is written by Steve Earle and Steve Earle is very much alive and the song is highly um, highly within copyright so but I have on uh, on a few occasions just uh, sneakily changed the Galway Girl to Banner Girl <laughs> uh, Shh, don't tell anyone but I, I did the same thing with Star of the County Down actually in the latest version that I um, that I posted on my page this year or last year or something um, the last ver- chorus I changed it from let's see what how, how does it go Josh um, from Bantry Bay into Derry Cay from Galway, Galway to, to Dublin, Dublin Town, Town. But I've never seen such a sweet Colleen as I met in the county down from Bantry Bay into Derry Cay, from Broadhaven to Rosslair. But I've <laughs> never seen such a sweet Colleen as I met in the county Clare. So you'll be getting all the Nordies upset, Christian. <laughs> well, sorry. It is <laughs> what it is. McMartin like is say. calling for a Wexford folk song episode. Uh, do you have any suggestions, Mick? <laughs> Mick, if we're doing a Wexford folk song, you're going to have to come on and chat with us, I think. Yeah, I think that's the way to do that. You are more than welcome. We only had you for a few minutes when we did our podcast launch, which people still can go back and find if you scroll all the way to the beginning of our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. But we might actually... Um, we should uh, stick it on the, the old Spotify and the uh, Apple Music at some stage as well. Yeah, stick Get it up, it up as, a, as a special podcast episode. Mm-hmm. We had some great guests on that as well, folks. So if you do oh. want to go back, we had... Um, Rory Costello from our other band, the Boxty Gang, was on chatting. Yes, we yes. had Colum King from Charity Radio. He has a fantastic Irish music show every week, and well worth listening to on Wednesday nights. That was a great chat. Who else did we have? We had Mick. We had Huey Kennedy for the brief moment that his internet was working. We had <laughs> well, and, and we had the Finns, of course. Yes. Um, yeah. And Good we times. had um. Oh, your. Sorry, my t- I'm having a brain fart, but but your your friend from from um, from playing with the Furies. Oh, Camilla's Heine, fantastic yeah. accordion Camillus. player with the Furies too. Yeah. yeah, So go back to that, folks. Like I said, we have a back catalogue now. Lordy, <laughs> oh, we're getting very fancy here in twenty Tora, odd episodes that you can go <laughs> in and you can. Str- can you believe that, Josh? We have actually 
in sometimes we beat ourselves up for for um again lifting the curtain here but for <laughs> we're we're not a, always great at planning when to record so we need to scramble to to get things together and and get set up and get ready to get episodes up every friday but in the span of this <laughs> this um this um uh spring and well even yeah winter spring yeah spring and summer yeah. we, we have started paddy's day paddy's yeah. day was our launch yeah. right yeah we have created more than 20 hours of content can you believe that be jesus that's more <sighs> than, that's more creation than i've ever done with anything in my life yeah <laughs> that's that's if, what you, if you think about it technically not including our intro episode today is day 20 so we have good reason to be live Woo. yeah we have True. an intro episode folks called what's the crack with tora laura where we tell you the crack with tora laura yeah Mick Martin said he'd be happy to do that. We'll have to chat about that. We'll get you on. Peggy Hart is wondering if there are really mountains in Belfast. There are many, many mountains all scattered throughout the north of Ireland. Divis Mountain is in Belfast and there are some lovely mountains around Belfast. As we said already, um, there was a lot of belief that there was a diamond mines in, in the mountains. Is that what it said on mainly Norfolk? That's what you said. Yeah, anyway. uh, there it is. There is a popular Irish superstition. Cave Hill near Belfast contains diamonds which shine sometimes at night and this throws light upon similar allusions to diamonds found so frequently in Irish broadsides of a particular type. If you're driving up from Dublin to Belfast and you're going up the M1 and you're hitting for the north, you're going to see some great scenery as you come across the border. There's some beautiful mountains up there and hills and nice things to see. You can see some gorgeous things in the north. You sure can. I I was just um I was just doing a little bit of googling because I remembered something um when uh, regarding that comment um whether there are m- mountains in in Belfast because obviously like the the things you have over there many of them would be considered more of a hill uh where I come from yeah uh but it's it's interesting I heard a conversation and you're gonna. Um, uh, I'm, I apologize, Josh, for mentioning um, um, uh, oh, what's it called? Jesus, the Mother Folklore podcast <laughs> once again. But are they, they paying you or something? Yes. Are they sending you money and you're not yes. even telling me about it? Yes, yes, loads of money. <laughs> I'll be sending an invoice money. for my uh, my input y- into their advertisement. Yeah, uh, but they at some stage, and I don't remember all the details, but they talked about mountains. Uh, what's the word again? Schlieven or what's what's Schleve. the mountain? Schlieve. Um, Schlieve. <laughs> uh, a pure Clare farmer, countryman saying Schlieve, Schlieve. <laughs> sounds like the but, Schlieve of your jumper. Yeah. <laughs> but they had a conversation, a technical conversation uh, about what what is a mountain. And it turns out that the requirements for uh, a mountain in Ireland are, are different from many other countries. Well, countries in general have their own requirements for what is uh, considered a mountain. Yeah. And uh, if I'm not mistaken... Um, the requirements for a mountain in Ireland are lower than in many other places. <laughs> well, I think I'm not surprised. I think they only need. If we to want to have any mountains at all, we're going to have to lower our standards. You know. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can find the. 
It says here on, sorry for coming all, all the way up to the camera here, a widely used definition of an Irish mountain requires a minimum prominence of 100 metres, 328 feet, um, and is the basis of the 100 highest Irish mountains. I don't <laughs> know what the requirements are in, in yeah. Norway and other places, but I just find that a little bit funny. If if you if you don't have too many peaks in a country, mm-hmm. why not ju- or too many mountains? Why not just lower the requirements a bit yeah. to get more? In fairness, out of all the mountains in Ireland, like there isn't mountainous landscape up around yeah. the north, the northeast coast. There, you have the Morn Mountains, where the mountains of Morn sweep down to the sea, yeah. um, around County Down and County Antrim up there, and there's some really really nice scenery and. It's probably the most hilly or mountainy region, aside yeah. from Kerry. Kerry. Kerry, of course, has our largest mountain, Coron Tuhil. I'm going to climb a mountains in two weeks, Christian. What? I'm going to climb in a mountain. Well, I, for you, I'll be walking up a hill. Okay. <laughs> we're going what mountain? Up, we're going up Croke Patrick next week or the week after. Okay, yeah. Croke Patrick is a very famous pilgrimage in Ireland where... You, a lot of people over the years would have made the journey and the whole thing was that you had to walk from the bottom to the top barefoot and say a prayer at the church at the top. But uh, yeah. I, I shall not be barefoot because I couldn't <laughs> be bothered. But you will be praying. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, praying no. for relief on the way up as I my chest explodes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm the only mountain, if it is a mountain at all, the only mountain I've I've uh, walked or climbed in Ireland was the Sugarloaf. Mm-hmm. A year yeah. back, well, let's see, twenty twenty eighteen or something, mm-hmm. and it was more of a like I I can see it being sort of a mountain, but it was a bit of a hill. <laughs> I've got company. Oh, hello. Who's this? Lydia. You didn't tell me you had company. I do now. Well, introduce us. This is Olivia. Olivia. She is a nine and a half year old West Highland White Terrier that we adopted. Um, yeah, only just over a week ago. <laughs> nice. I wouldn't expect anything other than a Highland Terrier from you. Oh, of course, it needs to be. It's it's one of the two dogs on on the black and white uh, whiskey bottles. Or so I've been told many a black times. Matching one now. You just need one of each. <laughs> a, a Scotty, uh, <laughs> a Scottish Terrier. Yeah, you can no, recreate uh, it. No, but she's um. That's that's what you hear if if you hear any tiptoeing around. She was out, <laughs> but now she's she's back in again. Sarah's I stepped out and I stepped in again. Sarah's saying Mountains of Morn is a beautiful song to talk about. We will hit all of these songs as time goes on. Like I but keep saying to Christian whenever we talk about songs, we're going to get to them all eventually. Yeah. So we're taking all suggestions on board because at some point, not anytime soon, we will run out of material. But we're working a bit like DJs though. We're trying to... Um, if if you're in a club and the DJ is any any good at all, <laughs> no, he's is or she is um working in in sort of a in in curves. They're trying to they're trying to cater the vibe <laughs> and the intensity to the mood and in the crowd. 
whether there be dancing or or mingling and so so we're trying to do the same thing we're not we're, we can't keep a, a an intense pace uh with songs like um Lanigan's Ball and Whiskey in the Jar every single week and we can't do slow songs like Belfast Mountains every single week and we can't do rebel songs every single week and we can't mm-hmm. do love songs or ship songs or we're keeping it real so yeah so we're trying to we're trying to <laughs> to navigate the topics and intensity levels and yeah shaking to, things up yeah <laughs> trying trying to to not get um and a lot of times yeah exactly a lot of times we're rambling as well and we're doing little bits of research here and there and we're looking at lyrics we're looking at characters we're looking at everything and anything and we're going to throw whatever bit of madness we can in the mix as well so yeah. if there's anything in particular we always say this that you want us to talk about just let us know yeah and uh yeah any messing or all that good stuff <laughs> absolutely we've mentioned a lot of songs i love this connection that we're getting between all of these songs like things have kept popping up between genres and between songwriters and even cross centuries sometimes which is really amazing these uh names and aspects of the songs that keep returning yeah like we mentioned i think in the very first episode in the research that we were doing that if you go back far enough, like the route index talks about it as well, the further back you go, every single folk song that we have today can be traced back to maybe two songs, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Yeah. In in a good way, I mean, like it's so interesting, like that aspects of every song today can be found from songs that would have originated a long, long time ago. Yeah, no, just it's recurring themes. Yeah, it's it's fantastic, and that's why really some of the older songs are my favorites. The way that they hit different, you know. Yeah, and they've just had more like like wine or whiskey. They've had more time to mature. Like the mm-hmm. the, the songs that don't cut the cut the chase. They 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 might be forgotten, but the songs that stick and become part of history. Um, are are often like really tried and tested and it's so it's so interesting just the stuff that we scrolling through mudcat finding different different (laughs) and people actually are interested and talk about this stuff yeah it's not just us we're not the weirdos that we think we are (laughs) there are are others out there that spend hours scrolling through mudcat actually discussing these topics but we put microphones in front of our faces and mm-hmm. go live on Facebook and stick it up on Spotify. They yeah. don't. And, and bring it to the is, masses. Yeah. Bring Folks, we do them. we do all the hard work that you aren't arse doing or don't care about until you actually hear what <laughs> it's about. And then you go, oh, that's actually really interesting. But would you have cared if you hadn't known? Probably not. But are you entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> we hope you are. Um, Josh. We're entertained. Um, we are entertained and and i wanted to i see the time is just flying but i want to talk about one thing um mm-hmm. uh, just briefly which uh i love when it happens to me uh which i think is what what happened to you when you heard this song is when you get floored by a piece of music <laughs> when you hear something and you just i have to 
I have to have this in my <laughs> in my mental collection. I I yeah. have to learn this. I have to be able to play this. I want to listen to it over and over and over again. It's mm-hmm. it's like it's literally like falling in love. This this thing it is which is out there needs to become a part of me, and I need it now. And is <laughs> is that is that what happened when you when you came across Alan Burke's uh, Belfast Mountains? It certainly is. 100% <laughs> I listened to it I was actually about to go to like I, I listen to music when I'm going to bed because I get quite bad tinnitus sometimes and uh, I have these playlists that run but I went to YouTube for some reason instead of Spotify that particular night and Alan Burke popped up with that song and I didn't sleep for about two hours because <laughs> I had, I might sound like an absolute weirdo now I don't think everybody does this but I put it on repeat and I just listened yeah. to it and listened to it and could not sleep, even though I was trying to sleep while listening to it, because I wanted to learn it. That's basically, if there's a song I don't know that I want to learn, I'll put it on repeat and I'll just listen to it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And uh, people wonder how I remember lyrics. It's because I've heard them so many times yeah. that I don't need to learn them. But um, yeah, so I just woke up the next morning and put it on again. And like I said, that, that day was the day I sent it to you <laughs> and learned it. I just forced myself to sit down, wrote down... I actually, I don't have the notepad here, but I searched all over the internet for the lyrics and I couldn't find them. Like the lyrics, the way Alan Burke sings them, I just could yeah. not find that version. So I literally went through the whole song in the old Christy Moore way. Yeah, writing, exactly like <laughs> Pausing it. I paused it after each sentence and wrote down the line and then I kept going and I just, I just worked my way through the song that way. And every time I finished a verse, I practiced the verse and then... I'd do the next verse until I had the whole song and then I just did the video straight away you know fantastic but um yeah that's the old story I don't know I don't know if we mentioned that before about Christy like yeah, how we, we used to we go did, around the folk clubs yeah go again <laughs> roll it um what was it he said again he had to back in the day when you didn't have recorders or anything like that you had and you heard a singer singing a song you like in a folk club in England you would actually have to go to his gig and get the first verse and write it down and then go to his gig the next night and get the second verse and write it down or you might get a sentence per night that you catch and then he said so after following this lad around for about three months yeah i got this song (laughs) but yeah that's that's the way it goes sometimes because some versions are unique and alan's version is definitely unique and i wanted to at least get the words right i i'm definitely nowhere near the guitar player he is but i did my best but um, another song that hit me like that, Christian, is the one we're always talking about, Lovely Molly. Lovely Molly. Uh, I was going to say, the last time I got floored by a song, properly floored mm-hmm. by a song, was um, was by Keg of Brandy. Mm-hmm. Same. A song about Lolly. It Lovely only comes Molly. along once every couple of years, just one of those songs that just goes, and you're like, what yeah. in the Jesus was that? Yeah. Play it again, or where will I find it what's it called and you're just online straight away looking for it there's a few a few songs like that and before Lovely Molly it was actually another Alan Burke song it was Ramblin' Boys of Pleasure which actually there's a great version by Andy Irvine but again Alan Burke sings these old old songs different I don't know what it is but he sings them like they're his last song and it just it gives it a whole new life that I love Um, Ramblin' Boys of Pleasure was a very old song that actually inspired the poet W.B. Yeats to write Sally Gardens there are there are lines in there that actually overlap between the song and the Sally Gardens which is interesting but now I'm going off topic that's a story for another day 
But all these old <laughs> songs seem to hit different when they're sung the right way from the right person is what I'm getting at there. Yeah. What are your wow songs, folks? Yeah. Give wh- us comments, write in, send us emails. What are the songs that fucking make you go, what in the Jesus was that? I d- before I forget, I just need to, um, to plug... Um, well, obviously, you rambling boys of pleasure, you can list the, the, the Planksty and the Chieftains, but the Kronos Quartet with Olivia Cheney, um, that is a fantastic, a bit more avant-garde version mm-hmm. of that song. Really, really cool. Oh, yeah. No, um, before Lovely Molly, uh, for me, I don't remember what was what was before that, but I, I specifically remember um, having had... Um, uh an experience like that with um my hearts tonight in ireland <laughs> when i first heard that yeah everything by planksty basically i sat down and learned yeah. that entire planksty live 2004 album yeah. when i first got it i actually spent like two weeks in my room learning that entire album i actually yeah. one of the songs do you know the one that really hit different from that again it's all the old songs is there something about the old songs and the way they're played it's little musgrave Planks oh, yeah. Live 2004, Little Musgrave. It's a 13 minute long song. And for the entire thing, you just sit there with your mouth open. Just yeah. the, it's, a, it's a DVD, so you're looking at the screen. You don't seem yeah. like a weirdo staring at your wall. But <laughs> there is a, it's on the album as well. And that is one of the most incredible recordings I've ever heard in my life. The old version they did from the 70s isn't the same at all. The 2004 live version is mind-blowing. It's and it's a story. It's not so much a song as it is a st- again. I'm going off topic. That's that's another episode waiting <laughs> to happen. But that's Little Musgrave. Definitely worth checking out too. That was yeah. the first. I think as a musician, that was the first mind blowing one for me. The one that made me sit down and go, "I'm learning every bit of this song, <laughs> <laughs> even if it's not for anyone else. I need to learn it for me." Yeah. But um, there's a yeah, there's a lot of songs like that. Yeah. But it's C- why is wh- it always the old ones? Yeah, one more. Um, and I haven't. I I've tried to learn it, but I've realised that it's extremely hard to do do it justice alone. Um, but the Usher's Island version of Wild Rover, uh, yes, or Wild song. Roving, or Wild Rover, what? give over. That, oh, one. that is John Doyle. Ama- we uh, d- yeah, we stumbled. Well, you sent me the. Um, the new the uh, Lancome version the new Lancome version well it's not mm-hmm. new anymore but when that was new and we were like oh this is a completely different take on the Wild Rover and uh, we just did this was before yeah. the whole podcast thing but we did what we do now we did a little bit of research and it turned out that was an older version and um, a sort of a super group consisting of, of Andy mm-hmm. Irvine and who else? Um, in Usher's Island, uh, yeah. was Kevin Blacken in Usher's Island? Oh, we, we need to get this right. I'm, I'm. Yeah, go for it. I don't. I'm afraid to say names, just in case. Usher's. But yeah, I folks, we were talking and googling about folk songs before it was cool. <laughs> we didn't just come up with the idea for this willy nilly. We just do. We just do now what we always did, except now we have microphones. Yeah. Okay, so it's Andy Irvine, Donald Lunny. Yeah. Paddy Glacken and, Paddy Glacken. and yeah. Michael McGoldrick and John Doyle. Yeah. So yeah, a bit of a, a bit of an Irish super group. Um, uh, some band. 
Oh, and and go go into their album on whatever streaming service you use and mm-hmm. listen to Wild is it called Wild Rover or Wild Roving in I think it's called Wild Rover. Usher's Island Wild Roving. Wild Roving. Oh. Wild but Roving give over. Wild Rover no more. It's it's a fantastic take yeah. on, on the classic Wild Rover. It's probably the more original version. Probably and the lyrics to me makes so much more sense uh, with that really sad melancholic backdrop which yeah. is Don Lunny and Andy Irvine playing, oh, <laughs> doing their always. thing yeah doing their thing no fantastic fantastic song or do you know the one that hit me as well and it was when I heard you play it. actually Caledonia was one bomb for Caledonia that we talked about last week actually was another one of those but the other one, speaking of Caledonia, was when first I came to Caledonia. Oh. I know we're naming a lot of songs here, but they're all going to be episodes in time to come. Yeah. Chris Drever, man. Chris Drever. Chris Drever. When first I came to Caledonia. It's on Alan Kelly's album, um, Something Morning. Uh, in the Morning, uh, Alan Kelly being a fantastic, um, fantastic uh, Irish uh piano accordion player and yeah. after the morning after the morning from 2010 mm-hmm. uh, and he's featuring um featuring chris Drever. yeah track number eight Calid- <laughs> it's just called caledonia, it's called caledonia. again yeah. it's the more uh, it's the older caledonia yeah, of the when two. first I came to Caledonia, and then again we're we're going straight into so many other songs. But yeah, yeah. oh, then um, if I John Harty says slow down because I'm writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to follow us on tour for three months and write down every <laughs> sentence we say. Um, Don't worry, every song we're talking about, like these are the songs that we love, so they're the ones that are going to make it into episodes sooner rather than later at some yeah. point. But um, again, lovely Molly, um, yeah. Kegel Brandy, and and in the Caledonia song, uh, when first I came to Caledonia, I I put my head to a cask of brandy. It yeah. is my uh, my dandy. I do declare because when I'm drinking, I'm sad and thinking, uh, or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. A true, yeah. How I can well, gain this? No, there's different versions. Again, it's of. One version I've heard says of how I lost that young maiden fair. Yeah. And the other is how I can gain this young maiden fair. Yeah. Um, Socks in the Frying Pan have a gorgeous version of it on their second album as well. What a song. And it's actually really nice too. Different yeah. versions, but Socks have real nice harmonies, like three three part yeah. harmonies. Natives of Ennis County Clare, Socks in the Frying Pan, folks, if you <laughs> haven't heard them, check them out. They are and all over Spotify oh. and Apple Music and all that. What's what's the guitar player's name again? Aidan. Aidan Coyne. Yeah, Aidan mm-hmm. Coyne. He has um he has I I might have mentioned this before, but he has the YouTube channel that I wish existed when I started playing Gad Gad <laughs> guitar. He has yeah. a fantastic research resource online for anyone wanting to try to play dad gad guitar guitar tuned to dad dad which is great for playing uh, traditional music you can you can play traditional music in standard tuning uh, fantastically uh, but um, and and many people do that for one um the the famous dennis cahill mm-hmm. uh, which plays with um with um uh, Martin Hayes but Dadgad is is um, a great tool 
to have in your arsenal so if you're a guitar player and you're wanting to to try that guy check him out on on youtube 100 percent. 100 percent. i feel like we're we're rambling away but we should we come are close we to aren't an end. like yeah true it's all relevant it's all going to play a part in the bigger picture yeah yeah as long as people are yeah. are not and the thing to take off. away from this one is belfast mountain is an old song it's a feckin' beautiful song and it's worth listening to don't be listening to me crooning away at it there go on and listen to alan burke listen to the rapperies listen to ben sands we'll put the links down below all that yeah. good stuff go to belfast experience the mountains for yourself write your own song send it to us yeah do it send us your music as well if you want to talk about it there's mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with adding new songs to the tradition and wanting to get a little bit of a plug in the Turalura podcast where everyone would want to be plugged in fairness yeah. we are actually believe it or not folks we are the leading podcast hosted by irish and norwegian co-hosts talking online. about folk songs. talking about folk songs yeah. yeah we are actually number one in that category yeah and it's impressive in, stuff yeah no we're 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 really we're um, hitting home runs all day all day long absolutely <sighs> <laughs> happy friday are you getting that friday feeling oh no because it's i'm i'm back to work on monday i've i've had four weeks off work and i'm back to work on monday so this is more of a three-day sunday kind living of it up weekend living yeah. the dream is all you're doing a month off um yeah jesus that doesn't happen over here that being said i've been off since the 8th of march 2020 <laughs> exactly well <laughs> um, someone was actually asking earlier in the comment thread there about the pubs in dublin and what's the sitch at the moment so this morning it was announced that we can have live music again at outdoor events up to 200 people but it's all very much up in the air. Some some government guidelines say that we can have music at weddings and some say we can't. Some say we can have gigs and some say we can't. And the government are having their own parties off in the Marion Hotel at the same time. <laughs> so they're making new legislation to cover their own tracks. And at the moment, we're allowed to play music outside. The pubs are open indoors for fully vaccinated people and outdoors for everybody. That's what the sitch is. I can't remember who asked i think it might have been john john harty um which is fittingly saying now that another guinness will get him into the friday <laughs> feeling since you asked i wouldn't and mind I think, one myself yeah i think that's that's uh close to what i'm i'm gonna do i'm gonna stick a pizza in the oven homemade delish to to be said and and maybe get christian make some great homemade pizzas folks we had some uh, bolognese pizzas last time I was there. <laughs> they were pretty impressive, I have to admit. When More am I coming over pie. with the bo- when am I coming over with the bottle of Bonratti mead? When are you allowed to come over with the bottle of Bonratti mead? It's a question of uh, international politics and uh, legislation, and not a question of when uh, when I'm wanting to have you. <laughs> so tough times. The doors are open, but in the meantime, we're just going to have to stay here on the interwebs and talk to each other and Mm -hmm. throw the occasional stream up and talk to all of the lovely people there uh, on Facebook, 
And Thanks a mil for joining us, everybody. Again, to the Hearties and to Maria and Sarah and who else is there? Raymond Smith is still there. We had we had Fergus earlier. We had we had Patty, Billy Tracy. We had Mick Martin. There's loads of people. Paddy Patrick is there. Joe O'Neill. All all the usual heads. Folks, be sure to share this out to more people as well. We'd love to get everyone and anyone involved that wants yeah. to be involved, and yeah. maybe some that don't. Yeah. <laughs> So no, quick, it's great yeah. to have you under the thread there and yeah. thanks for tuning in and all that Christian where can they find us they can find us on the Facebook Turalura or Turalura podcast is the handle if you if you type in facebook.com slash Turalura podcast you'll get directly into our page or you can go to Instagram where the handle is also at Turalura podcast and we have it Turalura one oh in podcast yeah o's and o's and oh um <laughs> and uh, email address uh tourlure podcast at gmail.com send us in your thoughts your suggestions your criticisms your praise your uh voice messages your uh selfies your yeah, whatever you want. Our our inbox is open and ready to receive. Uh, and obviously, uh, we would uh, be uh, forever in your debt if you were to write us a review in one of the podcast players that have that option. Absolura. Absolura. <laughs> Absolura. <laughs> Too <relutely. laughs> Uh, on that bombshell are we coming close I think we are I'm hungry <laughs> thanks a million guys great to have you as always and we will see you next week tune in next week same Tura time same Lura channel peace out and up the banner up the banner we got Ho. will I play us out people are watching one person is watching that might be me or it might be you who knows we're doing well we're doing well